1: Jim Curtin had a presser because we've got a preseason game tomorrow. We've got things to talk about here: updates, team updates, injury updates, all that and more today, as well as some MLS updates going on around the, and soccer updates around the world. There's plenty, yeah. plenty of things going on. Welcome to PHOI Union Podcast. We've got J.P. about everyday Washington and our producer Tyler Zuli Ray to give you all the latest news. One of the biggest things, guys, as we are uh, getting closer and closer to Valentine's Day, also means we're getting closer to our first friendly of February. That's right.
0: Feel the love in the air, guys.
1: Yes. Welcome in, Dan. Nice to have you here. As you guys are joining in, say your hellos. Hit that thumbs up button. Today marks less than 24 hours until the friendly versus SC Cincinnati at Joe DiMaggio Sports Complex down in (laughs) Clearwater. Now, um... As we know, this is a great time. And we'll, let's take a look at the schedule first mm-hmm. because we've got the friendly on the 9th. We've got the final friendly for the union on February 14th, Valentine's Day, hey. which we'll take on uh, the reps for that. And then, of course, Champions Cup game happens on the 20th before the MLS opener. Hashtag MLS is back on the 24th. So, Tyler, show the good people that schedule really quickly. Flash that bad boy up. There it is. We are here. And it's exciting because I remember when the preseason dates dropped, JP, and we were talking about it. And here we are finally in February, which means we're getting closer and closer to the start of actual games. CONCACAF Champions Cup and MLS home opener um, happening very, very soon. We are just a couple weeks away. So, Cruz Ruiz, what's up? Nice to have you here as well. Happy to have you join us. JP, hearing Jim's thoughts today in his presser, my initial takeaway was, we're back. We're back. It's happening.
0: Get excited. I hey, know we're not talking deadline stuff, guys. We're talking soccer. You need <laughs> soccer here. No, but it was it was good, Renee, because we talked about it. It's been a while since we heard Jim. You wanted to hear Jim right before the season. There was a lot of question marks as well with mm-hmm. this roster, uh, some names uh, as far as you know whether it be transfer injuries and whatnot. So we got a lot of clarity here today. And obviously with that schedule, we're all eyes are on Saprissa in Chicago. But I, I think that these next two preseason matches are great preparers. I mean, you got mm-hmm. Cincinnati, who we obviously know very well from last year in the playoffs. And then, of course, New England. So, two teams that will be in the Champions Cup. Yes. Perfect timing to get ready right for Saprissa on the 20th. As Jim alluded to, Renee, it's not going to be easy down there. This is not the same Saprissa team for 21. Nope. Hostile environments, we're have fans. And the team is much better than 21 as well.
1: Absolutely. And as you mentioned, there's a lot going on today. Our Sixers show has yeah. been live out at- on it in Marlton, New Jersey at Chicken or the Egg, which is a fantastic spot, yeah. really cool setup. Um, our Eagles crew has been out in Vegas for the Super Bowl this week. They've been doing a lot of live shows. I know they were chatting with Donovan McNabb today, and um, mm. th- there's it's been awesome to see. And then, of course, you'll be a part of the Flyers show because, yes, sure. it's game day for the Flyers as well. So lots of excitement happening Busy. here. The Phillies are getting closer. Clear water for them uh, officially less than a week until – uh, pitchers and catchers start we'll be down in clearwater as well in a month so it's all the exciting times right now sounds like everyone should
0: be subscribing and following to us I think it's crazy so. <laughs> hit
1: that subscribe button and come on the road with us because we're not just going to be in studio we'll be out in florida we'll be out at chicken to the egg or out in vegas we're all over it's takeover is happening everywhere our show is happening Absolutely. everywhere there were a number of things that i took away from what jim was talking about first he opened up with this disgusting the the updates around the team in Mm -hmm. terms of health, you know, uh, Leon flock and Isaiah LaFleur, who both have had to have procedures, healthy, recovering. Um, all has gone well with that. The team as a whole has been in a good, healthy spot, which is encouraging. Um, I think that's one of the big positives this year versus like last year that you're giving these guys a true, even though short off season Mm -hmm. chance to get back in. And for the most part, everybody's returned back in a good place. And then, um, Also, just in terms of the names that down the line, lo- down the roster have been the best. And he's, he went by position and opening up with Andre is Andre, you know, Andre has been the best goalie. Expect, period. No surprise there guys, by the way, <laughs> that is not breaking news. Um, Damien Lowe, he mentioned for the back line has yeah. been having a really strong preseason He said he's been motivated a lot from Copa America and MLS and just the recent results and, and play that he's had. Mm-hmm. They've been really motivated this preseason And then also saying Quinn Sullivan in the midfield has been improving on both sides of the ball. His attacking, his defending looks much better. And that Julian's been very consistent, dominant up top as a forward and how he's been um, the best in terms of their, their front line. So even that was great to hear how there's been that healthy competition throughout the positions. But those have been the four guys that for their respective positions have really been consistently the best. None of those are a surprise by any stretch. But I did like hearing for Damian Damian and Quinn, though. I liked hearing how they've been playing at a higher level and come back with that confidence and really come into preseason, uh, finding their footing. I think for both guys, they were in a similar position of they've got the talent need the experience definitely you need the confidence as well as just having time to settle into a groove Mm -hmm. and take some of that pressure off that you sometimes have as one of the newer faces on the block yeah of always having to prove yourself okay we've seen what you can do now just settle in play your best and do your part consistently and I think that's what you're probably getting I'm getting that sense that Jim is seeing down in preseason with those guys
0: yeah what they're going to look for here this year Renee is you know Jim always talks about it and, and you know what? He's put his money where his mouth is in years prior, but mm-hmm. he made it clear for everyone on this team that even if you're not starting today, yes, tomorrow you may. So when your name is being called on, be ready. Mm-hmm. And Jim has talked about that before. And listen, I think a great example is like Nate Harrell, right? Yes. Like he's someone that sat behind Olivier. He took, he took his punches. He proved himself in practice. And when he got out on the pitch, he proved himself as well. And you saw how he now is interchangeable. He's found himself a role on the team, whether it be at right, left, or as a center back. And so for other players, like you talked about, a Quinn Sullivan, mm-hmm. a Taiwarrivo, uh, players like that, take this opportunity now, right now that you're in training, you're in, in, down in Clearwater. When you get to practice, any chance you can get on the field in meaningful matches as well, take advantage of that too. So these, those are things that I'm definitely going to be looking at because honestly, Renee, like, You've had some players take take control of that opportunity, but some others, I would love to have seen it, mm-hmm. and you haven't really been able to see that. Um, Damian was interesting because, you know, we talked about it when the season ended, before yeah. the season, I should say, that national match. Remember against Honeymoon Yes, Damian, that was the best we saw him in a union mm-hmm. uniform, and so you know what can be of Damian Lowe, and obviously, right now, it is tough. Like He got classes and Elliott, so to be a consistent starter is not, is not easy for him right now, but... You got Copa America. You got a whole season. Obviously, Jim trusts you. I'm mm-hmm. excited to see what a guy like Demi Lowe could be. But competition has been one of the key pillars for this team over the over the past couple of years, and it's going to continue being that. And if you want to be a part of this team who has aspirations of winning, it's right there for the taking. So it's Mm -hmm. going to be really exciting to see.
1: Yeah, it's a great point. I know, Dan, in the chat you're mentioning, you've accepted, begrudgingly, that (laughs) uh, the ownership and Ernst Tanner are committing to running it back. That is the (sighs) Philly way. The Phillies are in that boat. The union are in that boat. That's the (laughs) Philly sports way of just running it back. And either, like you mentioned, yes, it'll either work well or it won't work well. Um, But I think the, the thought process is last year really caught the union, much like a lot of teams in the MLS, by surprise with the load. We get it. This year, they're going into it expecting they'll be more prepared, although I don't know, without bringing in a ton of pieces, uh, how prepared you are. But Jim has also touched on that, too. We'll talk about those new faces that are with the team and how they are coming into their own as well. But for Damon, as you mentioned, I think him, Nate, Quinn, those are the types of guys that are, in my opinion, probably the inspiration for the youngsters. I agree. Because... Someone like Nate that we're now talking about being an everyday starter. We see him in there uh, behind the scenes, fun videos that they're doing. I've seen yeah. Damien in a lot of videos, too. Even the video they posted of them lifting and stuff. I saw <laughs> Damien was like the what, the first clip there. You just see their faces more. They're more of the players that are connecting with fans, with us as media, that this is the, the, the that next group of talent for this team. And they're now going to be everyday players. And for that, it allows younger guys that are working into the mix, in my opinion, even someone like a Chris Donovan, to be more encouraged because Nate, when his name was called, he stepped up. He went from being, you know, a player that got minutes here and there, a few starts here and there, a couple mm-hmm. goals here and there, to now being an everyday starter. Damian Lowe, although probably will not be the everyday starter with Jack Elliott and Jake uh, if they can stay healthy, they would be that at least it's going to be able to get a lot of meaningful minutes, whether it's through the three back or just because of the length of and longevity of the season, even to step into the back line. So they are guys that have shown the, the culture of this team, as you mentioned, and Jim was talking about today, that next player up mentality of always being ready, understanding it doesn't matter who starts today. Everyone's putting in the work because your time will come the entire group Stay ready so you don't have to get ready because yeah. when your name gets called, you're going to be needed to step into a big role. And that might be a stretch of the Jamaican national teams out for a week. And now Andre Blake's down in goal and we need a goalie to step in for nine or 10 games. Like mm. you don't know how often it's going to be, but you need to make sure you're always ready. And I think that's what I is encouraging about this group that you hear consistently. And now hopefully we'll see that consistently. Amen. also.
0: Amen. Yeah, absolutely. So kind of to answer to what Dan said, but also, you know, talking about what Jim was talking about today in the presser, one of the big things he talked about, and I, I know like running it back, like that's what it looks like. And it is a tough pill for me to even swallow because me too. like this is the prime opportunity you would feel to add that big piece. Like I know Julien Carranza is leaving the summer, but you know it would be crazy, like finding that veteran piece who's shown himself in Europe. He
1: may not leave in the summer.
0: He may not. He may not. He may <laughs> stay. He may not. But even regardless... <laughs> I've something I've always talked about is finding that veterans forward. Like I've always like uh, mentioned Kai Kamar because I'd like to take the mold that I would love coming off the bench when Karansen and Ure were just running at you for 60 mm-hmm. minutes. There's different types of things that I would have loved to see. So running it back does it is a pill, it's a tough pill to swallow for myself. But like Jim mentioned today, with the chemistry and what the union have yeah. been building over yeah. the past couple of years, I have to believe that again they're gonna put themselves in a situation where they're gonna compete for an MLS cup. But when you're going to go up against some of these some of these clubs like your Cincinnatis of the world, I think LAFC is still going to be a, a, a tough team to face off against in the Western Conference. You look at some of these clubs when you stack them up with the Union, mm-hmm. do they have enough pieces to get over those type of teams? And this is kind of, this is where this whole entire fan base is at right now because yeah, this team looks good, but do we have enough? That's what we're still going to be asking ourselves now.
1: Yeah, and and exactly like you're talking about, Dan saying something similar. Not only do we have enough, but if we don't have enough and this team is unable to win any hardware, is this it? Is it going to be a, a a change that we see in terms of this roster and its makeup to be able to shake things up to win hardware, whether that's guys wanting to leave or the team just needing to make changes? Yeah. Now, overall, I will say for the union, um, as, as Jim's talking about, whole group is looking strong and they're happy where they're at they're focusing on building that chemistry and also just focusing on building a healthy environment for this team where it's not one player having a chip on their shoulder or being disruptive in the locker room but being a team first having that selflessness being able to as we talk about be ready when your name is called be ready to help anywhere possible understanding your role and that is that is very important because regardless how much money you spend on on players and how expensive and the flashy names that you bring in if your team doesn't have good chemistry soccer is a team sport you need all 18 19 20 of your players not even just the 11 on the pitch you need everybody to be bought in to what your product is every day and we're seeing that i mean we'll talk about Messi later we'll talk about you know some of the other things happening around the soccer world duncan mcguire but we're seeing we're going to see firsthand how well the union has been balancing paying less and feeding into culture, and also how well the teams that are paying more Mm -hmm. are also valuing their culture as well. Because if you are Inter-Miami or LAFC or anybody else and you're spending millions of dollars on players, okay, what are you doing to make sure that your million-dollar players and your less-than-million-dollar players are still bought into the same mission? So I do feel like that's one positive that this group has in their favor is that it's a lot of the underdog, selfless mentality. And I'm not saying other teams don't have that, but I'm not following them close enough to know what they do or don't have. But what I see from the union is that buy-in and that sometimes is the difference between winning and losing games, especially when it comes down to championship time.
0: Absolutely. And something else you guys should be bought in as well. I'm going to take a quick second here to talk about one of our dear sponsors today. I'll see it on the T-shirt here. Bagels okay, and Co. See, see, see that? Wait, little. did you just get that shirt? I, I Bagels and Co. Been hooking me up. We've been on on good terms wow, here, so we y'all got go some T-shirts like a Cadillac. <laughs> <laughs> Besides the dope swag, ladies and gentlemen, they have the best bagels in Philadelphia. They are Brooklyn style, but with that Philly love that we all love. And of course, ladies and gentlemen, the biggest bagels that you can find around with the largest variety as well. 15 to 20 different types of bagels you can select from on a day-to-day basis. They also love their seasonal stuff. Uh, Valentine's Day is coming up. You know they're going to have something special for that as well. And with a large variety of different cream cheeses and smears that you can select from as well. 30 different types of flavors, ladies and gentlemen, that they do have. Affordable prices, that's the most important thing today with the economy that we are currently living in. So go ahead and, and check out Bagels & Co. right now. If you head on over to www.thebagelsandco.com slash store locator, you'll find your local Bagels & Co. Check them out this upcoming weekend when you need your hangover fix and choose a Bagels & Co. bagel. And of course, find your local spot. Make sure you let them know that PHLY Sports sent you. And of course, thank you so much to our sponsor today of Bagels & Co., ladies and gentlemen.
1: Yeah, and as Julian Al- Money is saying in the chat, team culture seems very positive, at least, and Jim mentioned that as as much. He did talk about, um, you know, <laughs> just the bromance that's brewing, the relationships that are there. You yeah. know where else it's important to have positive relationships? That's with Who's helping you buy your house? Over at Mortgage CS, they are very big on building a positive culture, the chemistry, the rapport, the positive relationship they want to have with you as a client to make sure that at Mortgage CS you're getting that white glove service. It stands for Mortgage Concierge Service, where they're right here in Philadelphia and making sure to help you. You've got 24-7 Access to them. They are licensed coast to coast, and they really want to make sure that they are empowering and educating all of their clients. So, if you ever have a question, if you're ever unsure about anything, whether that's home buying, your finances, your options, uh, ultra competitive rates that they're looking to find, you can always ask those questions. And even if you want to ask about the union and they're starting eleven, oh, yeah. or about you know the Sixers at the trade deadline, if you're for or against the Pat Bev move. Any question you have, their CEO, Ben, and as well as Alec has offered, reach out to them, call, text, email. You can reach out day or night, anytime. And you can text 267-391-7425 or email ben at mortgagecs.com. They're always there to help you with any questions you may have about sports, about home buying, about food, about anything that you want to talk about. So they really work to make sure to provide you with as much insight into the process by comparing rates between multiple lenders, trying to find your deal that makes the most sense for you and your family, and also their top priority is your financial big picture, not their bottom line. So when you hear the word mortgage, we want you to think of Mortgage CS. We want you to think of Ben and Alec. Save Ben's phone number, save their email, get in touch today, and check out mortgagecs.com/slash slash P-H-O-Y to get started. And this advertisement is not a commitment to lend or extend credit. Mortgage CS is an equal housing opportunity mortgage broker. All loans are subject to credit approval. Certain restrictions may apply. Company and MLS ID number one four six four seven six six. and you can visit MortgageCS.com for more information. All right, so um, I think it's great to piggyback off of Mortgage CS with their positive credentials and stellar reputation and to a team that also has a positive reputation, the Philadelphia Union. Hey. Now, we're talking a lot about chemistry, and I love that— Jim, in the underlying of a number of his answers, was hitting on exactly that. That, to me, is what also builds a championship culture because there's no I in team. <laughs> there's all the cliches that we can rattle off. But that is the truth. And especially at the <clears throat> professional level, you have and professional athletes for any sport. They're there for a reason. They're good enough to be there. And so to now have them be bought in as a team is great. And so with that came some tough decisions, tough conversations. Brandon Craig being one of them. Mm-hmm. And I know uh, he was mentioning things are still in the works. Of course, we've we've heard the reports about the loan and the move for Brandon Craig. But the, the, essentially, the vibe I get is just the logistics are being f- finalized. That stuff takes a lot of time. It doesn't happen overnight. Even in the 2024 digital age that we're in, it still takes time to finalize any deals, any roster moves. did they hit moves. submit,
0: Renee? And,
1: <laughs> oh, boy. Wow. Uh, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. I hope they do hit submit. So um, hopefully they hit submit. Hopefully that's not the holdup. We'll get to you, Duncan. We'll get there, Duncan McGuire. But for Brandon specifically, they said, Just as we've talked about, and if anybody has watched him in the Union, you know this too, he just needs an opportunity to play. And they want to make sure that since he's not a good fit for the Union 2 and is a little bit, um, it's it's not as competitive for him and challenging with the Union 2 level, but he's not yet MLS ready. They needed to find a fit since he's somewhere in the middle that can get him minutes, get him tested, get him to play against uh, more experienced professionals and really help him take that next step. So this move they're hoping is the next step for him because as a center back, especially, that's not a position that you're rotating. Goalie is actually one where you might get more because you're getting practice reps. You're, you're getting, you can get some more reps. Center back, you're not typically getting game reps. And then in practice, You might be the Tom Tom. You -hmm. might be, as we talked about before, just kind of the one that's mimicking and and helping the starters get ready. But you're not really getting a lot of that same meaningful time, even in practice. So he was saying it's evident that there are many people on the outside based off his answer that are not happy with how things have gone with Brandon Craig. I personally am okay with it because I live in the reality, especially as a former soccer player, that you're not playing around with the center back role. You've got your top center backs, you've got your backup third, and you might have a fourth if you're lucky, but that's it. It's not this participation trophy. Everyone's going to rotate and get a chance at center back because that's what you're not doing right down the middle of the field in the most important position. So I don't know who may have been against the lack of minutes for Brandon Craig and the frustration he didn't get to play in Austin and he hasn't found time anywhere. But to be honest, it just is where he's at. And Jim touched on that of like, no, he's just – The staff is evaluating him every day. They want him to get opportunities and minutes. They want him to possibly get better and then return to the union. But he's just not there right now. And at the end of the day, we we ultimately feel like over time he can get there. But we see where he's at now and he's not ready yet. So Mm -hmm. as he was saying, I was kind of like, oh, is he? Is this at somebody? Is he is he subtweeting someone? Because he was clearly very someone's been sharing some frustrations over Brandon Craig JP.
0: Yeah, no, it, it's a good point. I, I loved his point about, and it, it was such a it is a great life life uh, lesson to learn too. Mm-hmm. Like the fact of the matter is, it's not that there's only it's not that there's anything wrong with Brandon Craig. That's what everyone's wondering. Like, what is wrong yeah. with Brandon Craig? Why is he not getting out there? The fact of the matter is, there's three guys in front of you who are just really damn good. So it's going to be hard for him to go get those minutes out there when the three guys ahead of him are just unfortunately better. Mm-hmm. But because right now, Lowe, Glazes, and Ellie are better than Craig, that doesn't mean that tomorrow that's going to be the same thing. So for Brandon, you you got to take your battles now. You got to fight them. And you got to wait your turn. It's going to happen. Go down. If the deal happens with El Paso, I think that'll be the best thing for him go down there, go get your minutes, go get your reps, learn from the experience as well. And when you're, when you come back, take those experiences and battle for that position. Mm-hmm. If it's in Philly, hopefully, you know, I, I do hope that it is somewhere else. It's it, this situation. And, and Jim talked about it as well. Reminds me a lot like Matt freeze because yeah. you got a young kid who you have developed, who you yep. know, has the talent to play in this league regularly, but it's like, Crap, we got Andre Blake. What do we do? We're not taking Andre Blake out of of the starting lineup. You're not taking Elliot Glezis or Lowe out of the starting lineup if they're there. And right now, you know, Makanya, he talked about too, which we got the clarification. Mm -hmm. Makanya?
1: Yes. Makanya, we got the clarification. I was like, that actually makes sense.
0: Thank you, Jim. We appreciate that, by the way. (laughs) Um, He's going to have a tough time right now too to try to uh, try, try to find his footing, but it's important for him to just... Just take 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 the development bumps and bruises as they come and go because he's still really young. He just got here. But for Brandon mm-hmm. Craig, I think this is the best-case scenario if it does go through, which we all hope it does.
1: Yeah, and I know another name that's being asked about is uh, David Vasquez because yeah. uh, he was also brought up in the conversation. I know, Dan, you're asking about the holdup for the David Vasquez situation. It's, it is a very unique one. I'm honestly – What Jim was mentioning was just that he was a priority. They did want to go ahead and get that move uh, done and solidified. Um, But for Vasquez specifically, he seems like he's someone that they are high on and that they have high expectations on and that they said he's done really well with the first team. He's a top prospect. He did pick up an ankle injury, which also has been uh, why we haven't seen as much from him on the pitch. Um, But they wanted to get that done to bring bring him in. And that ankle injury has been what's delaying him, actually getting minutes and and seeing more. They're easing. It seems like they're just easing him in. Um, But he did fully train today, which is encouraging. Uh, And of course, he even mentioned that there's a lot of other clubs in various countries as well that are interested in him, which says a lot about his talent at such a young age. So that he's just been working hard. He's, he will get better with time. He will develop. But it's that ankle injury is the main reason we haven't been able to see him. So hopefully David Vasquez, much like another new face for the union in Oliver Zemla, we will get to see in some minutes tomorrow and, and the final uh, preseason friendly ahead of the start of yeah. the season.
0: Yeah. And, and, you know, him and Kaven, he brought up Kaven mm-hmm. as well. W- one note from that conversation was important because... Well, one thing we had we were asking was if the right offer comes, what would they do with yeah. Kevin? Especially, especially, Kevin. I'm sure, like you said, they're getting offers for David, but especially Kevin because, I mean, his name is being thrown at Man City, Borussia <laughs> Dortmund, Byron Munich, like so. so but hearing Jim kind of talk about these players and their development, like it's important to remember, and he reiterated that these are kids. Yeah, these are literal kids who are <laughs> st- like they're still going through can puberty, be their parents, essentially. Guys. yeah, and so. <laughs> it's important for them to just continue growing as kids who are going to be professional athletes. And so mm-hmm. we don't have to rush anything. So I, I thought that was very important to hear because I kind of wanted to hear what the mindset was. So it does, it, what it told me is that the, the player's best interest is being thought about just yeah. like every other player on this team. And that's important because last thing you want to do, like we talked about in the last episode, we don't want another Freddie do situation happening no, here. So no. it's important not to rush that, that situation.
1: Yeah, and that's exactly it. I mean, for him to say, look, these are we want them to be a kid first. We want them to also enjoy being a kid, enjoy yeah. playing soccer. It's huge because there are especially in the world that we live in where everything is so fast and people want instant gratification in this microwave society we're in. People expect, oh, he's good enough just throw him out there and he probably is good enough to especially looking at no you were showing me the um, we were looking at the clip some of the highlights yeah, from the, the union had, two yeah. games. But like if he physically is there, but not mentally there, is it That's worth important. throwing him in too fast? And now in the long run, he's burnt out by 16, 17 years old, and we don't see him in at all versus taking your time, allowing him to, like, he's got to catch up. His soccer abilities are, like, way up up here, up high. But his mental maturity, I'm sure, and I haven't spoken to him. I've just watched interviews and read things on him. So I'm not a fan. I'm not friends with Kaven in that sense to know specifically. But I've been around enough. For 14 year olds and as someone that even coached um, soccer for over a decade, the kids I coached were high school kids Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine them playing professional sports. Like I remember conversations with them and this is not all kids. And I coach girls and boys. There's just, they're not adults. I mean, it's just that plain and simple. Like that's why 18 is the, is the legal age and you're still barely an adult at 18. So to assume that at 14, just because soccer wise, he's talented enough, he's mentally or emotionally even ready or even physically ready. He's he's a solid, stocky kid, but he's still a kid. So yeah. I really respect the fact that for Ka- for Cavan, for David, for these youngsters, they they are moving cautiously. Like if David's got an ankle injury, there's no need to rush that. The last thing you need is for him to be out there playing, and he's he's nicked up, and now it gets worse, and now it's it's spiraling from there. If Cavan's not ready for whatever reasons they're noticing, let him continue to develop with the Union 2. It's a great opportunity from there. Uh, Jim was mentioning he did see him play the other night and you know he he was the best if not one of the best on the pitch and that ultimately he is a really great talent that has the ability to be a generational talent we're not talking about just another professional we're talking about someone that can change the game and be a generational talent that's in our backyard so I like his point yeah. JP I'm sure you enjoy this too of like I don't know how long we're gonna have him for ultimately he's probably gonna end up in Europe but forever <laughs> how long in the middle that we have him uh, you know we're just gonna enjoy this moment so he does seem like from what everything has been indicating, he has abilities to really be able to shake up the soccer world. Yeah. And so I'm fine. Like move with caution. He's got the rest of his life to be a Messi or Ronaldo or even LeBron James, Bryce Harper. You think of all the, the players that have had these high expectations as kids and actually done that it actually is a much smaller list than the number of athletes that had high expectations and never reached it. Yeah. So let him reach those, those, you know, whatever that ceiling is, let him reach that instead of forcing him in too quickly. And now, uh, as Freddie, Adu is a, a friend ish of mine. Um, I won't say friend. Sorry, he, would, Freddie. he wouldn't claim me. So I don't know if I should say friend, but we've had conversations and, like I, it just it it makes me sad to, to see those types of talents that never fully reach their potential. I want Cavin to reach his potential. Im-
0: no, Freddie's important because he was a lesson that every kid should learn. If we didn't have Freddie, probably some of these other kids wouldn't have learned. But Man. I want to bring up a scenario here. Oh boy! All right. So by the way, you need to just drop their their schedule here today today, uh, two hours ago. So definitely check that out. So like, oh yeah. Let's just say here Renee, like, just just for shits and giggles here. So June sixth, they play they play since Cincinnati two. Just say after you know, there's been a couple like highlight reels on Twitter. Hmm. Union has some injuries in the midfield. Mm. The fan base is adding the Philadelphia Union. What did the Union do at that point? (laughs) And Caven just out here just just balling out in MLS Next Pro.
1: I mean, I think if it's at a point where he's like leaps and bounds and really showing himself, absolutely. But you can't skip steps. You know, there's. There's no some noise elevator happens, to though. success. You know, you take your, st- you take it day by day. You see how he's progressing and also see how he's handling the Union 2. If he is playing, let's say he's, he's scoring two, three goals a game with the Union 2. I'm just throwing out hypotheticals. He's sick. But he's out there like showboating and getting cocky. Okay, we need to have a conversation. We need to reel it in. Or if he's out there like nervous and anxious, like I think you have to see how his demeanor is on top of the success and how he's playing on top of how he's continuing to train. Is he the guy that's showing up early, staying late, getting extra reps in, working hard, anything the team wants or needs? You know, yes, coach. Or is he the guy that's out there like "Mm, I'm Caveman Sullivan. I'm the next Captain America. So
0: he's got some confidence. That's for sure. He
1: definitely seems like he does. I'm not making assumptions, but <laughs> I think that's part of it too. Where they're gonna have to see of like, how is he handling the pressure, the success, and and the opportunities. But
0: that's a <laughs> that's a good comment. <laughs> Jillian goes, "I teach middle schoolers. I couldn't imagine oh one of my, my students gosh. playing pro. That could, they could though. That's yeah. I mean, it's it's funny because like we all interact with teenagers, and like the thought of a teenager I being know. a professional athlete, you're like, wow, okay, <laughs> all
1: right. Okay, but here's my thing. Just to take a step back. And what's up, Will? Nice to have you here. What's up, Will? I can't even imagine as a teenager being like mm. a celebrity no. or a millionaire or anything like, like, an like that like no. forget even just a professional athlete at uh, as a 31 year old i would barely i would like struggle to handle it uh i get excited over like the l- little paychecks and pennies that i get a little excitement here and there i can't even imagine being a household name celebrity like you're walking down your middle school or high school but you're also outside of school on like espn sports center as a player or maybe you're on the disney channel like i don't even know like i never understand what that lifestyle is like or maybe even like you're a celebrity kid like it just to me is mind-boggling to think about so no i can't imagine the pressure that comes with being like a famous or superstar talent as a 14 year old like haven is like Mm -hmm. it just yeah no no so i always now that i'm a full-on adult because i will now officially claim that I'm, i'm an adult i guess According to society,
0: we gotta say it, unfortunately. I guess,
1: I guess. I mean, my bills say that I'm an adult and my, all the responsibilities. I still can't even imagine, you know, 15, 16 years ago, if somebody was like, hey, Renee, or hey, JP, young JP, here's a contract for $3 million, which is okay, that is a lot. I would take that in a heartbeat. Here's a contract for $3 million go play i would
0: have turned it, it the real johnny football would have came out because that, <laughs> that would have definitely been me i was just just partying all the time if i was like a 17 18 oh my year gosh. old just johnny football? I
1: could not. like
0: li- johnny football <laughs> literally no because but like, i understand
1: why he went. D- i understand why that happened yeah. when i watched his netflix documentary i was like mm, that, that makes total sense
0: and like jillian said maturity is is focus uh, the and focus is key as a swim coach I've seen mm-hmm. kids rush before, and it's not good. Confidence maturity mm-hmm. is crucial.
1: And boys, you guys mature later. Sorry.
0: Yeah, unfortunately, we do. But one thing I will say, which is a key part about Caven, is he does have a brother, yes. an older brother who's gone. Not, not to the extent that cave I mean, Caven's turning out to like he's become like a wonder child these days. So Quinn was not that, but Quinn has been through this process of going through, you know, Academy, Uni 2, now a mainstay with the with the main squad. Mm-hmm. So he is, is able to have that mentor, that role model to go to. I think that's really important. And hopefully that does help with him going through this process, though, because it's going to be wild.
1: I hope so. I hope so. Um, it is definitely going to be a lot to watch, and I'm excited to see. And I, I just hope – I always am rooting for everybody's best, so I just hope that they do right by him and that, you know, they continue to foster – in a positive way, his talent so that he can be that like great generational talent that's positive, that's helping to lift soccer in, in a great direction. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, there were just some other things regarding the busy schedule, the amount of games, how everybody's going to be needed. And, of course, that led to a question I know JP and I had for for Jim that hadn't been asked yet about the goalie position because yeah. as we're talking about depth and we're talking about next player up, who is the next player up in terms of goalie when Andre Blake has to miss? There are possibly going to be some sort of conflicts where the Jamaican national team is playing at the same time as the Union. Andre Blake will not be able to be there. We know this. The schedule's already set up for that. So what happens next? So we do know the Union added Alvar Zemla. Yeah. Yeah who was brought in specifically to answer that question. And he is going to be huge for the union this year. Of course, had a tremendous literally uh, and figuratively, <laughs> literally and figuratively had a tremendous career. Um, And, and last year in, the, in his rookie season in the uh, US, US. Oh my gosh, I'm USL, blanking USL, yeah. excuse me words. And so after having a record career, you know, first year in the USL where he had a number of shutouts and clean sheets and was fantastic he now seems ready and i know jim was talking about how he loves his demeanor his presence he of course figured figuratively figured throw it all away throw it all away words <laughs> figuratively and literally has that tall frame he's like he is a true german that made me chuckle the true german like that my strong handshake broad shoulders yep. um but he absolutely is gonna be someone that. They knew they had to add and it's going to be that piece for them. They knew they needed a keeper that would be a presence, but also a keeper that would be positive. The culture is so big. And Jim yes. went back to that when talking about Oliver. That
0: You sound like the Migos today.
1: I know. I can't believe it. <laughs> but how he was saying how like he is someone that is going, he's not going to be disruptive. He's a good teammate. He's a good leader. He's got good character. That's also what they liked about him. The presence on the pitch but the presence off the pitch as well to just fit in nicely with the team and be able to um, seamlessly be that number two behind Andre. Because as he mentioned, Matt Freeze was someone they'd love to have had, but they knew he had to go somewhere else where he could be a starter and was ready to be a starter. Now for Oliver, good news is we will get to see him get some major minutes tomorrow, apparently versus Cincinnati. So that'll be great to see how he now translates on the pitch game action and the friendly against FC Cincinnati. We got that stream,
0: right? It, no, no oh, stream. I don't know.
1: I don't know actually yet. Hopefully Maybe we'll get a, it on the day of. They like always the wait. <laughs> they always wait to the day up to tell us. And hopefully it's not a live blog again, but
0: please union, please. www.jpsiphone.org. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, it's gotta be something sketchy. Some sketchy. Dot, yeah. oh my it c- it's C O N instead of C O N. Man in a tree <laughs> <clearwater> <laughs> <C-O-N. dot com. laughs> no um it, my oh. sick mind renee when uh jim talked about oliver zemla and uh his is like just like his body type and the way he plays uh yeah, don't go there renee Jeez. i don't know where Weez. you're going with this
1: i don't know you <laughs> just said my sick mind and we talking about his body type like i don't know jp you're bearing i'm the not here. i'm not
0: setting myself up well i'll give you that you're but, not because it was
1: getting it was getting more and more questionable
0: my mind went straight to german legend manuel neuer <laughs> And I know that's oh, wow. like, wow, dude, take it easy. That's like a legend. I'm like, yeah, but like that was a big body type. And yeah, like when I when you watch Bundesliga, you see some of these like German goalkeepers, like they do oh have God, that size. Yeah. And Obviously, like it, it's common sense, a big body. It's hard to put a goal <laughs> pass, right? And if, especially with some athletic ability.
1: Gonna say, I was going to say, that's excited. the key part. You're tall, at least 6'4", six, 6'5", six, you're tall. You've got a great size, great wingspan, but you can move well too. Important.
0: Can't be like Sean Bradley out there, right, Tyler? Oh
1: Lord. (laughs) Please. Please no.
0: Tyler enjoyed that one. (laughs) Unbelievable. Get this guy. Oh boy. Oh remember remember to tip your waiters and waitresses. I'll be here all week. (laughs) Seriously. Try the salmon. Uh, but yeah, so he does seem very high on Zemlin. and you mentioned it too It does seem like he's got the upper edge right now as that backup So yeah, I would like to see that stream because I want to see what this tall German kid can do <laughs> in that there it'd Be it'd be a lot of fun to see there.
1: Hopefully we'll get that link before game time. That's right.
0: That's right um, Another key. <laughs> he missed my thing. Oh wow. darn you JP. I, I had faith in you. It's not quite as bad as Jamie. No, but, it, but, but I felt was, like I dragged it, was not it out executed. long enough.
1: Hopefully we'll get that. Let's try it again. Hopefully we'll get that stream link before game time. Because oh, wow. game time's coming up soon.
0: That's right, guys. It's almost <laughs> game
1: time. There we go.
0: My bad, guys. I had a thought <laughs> in my head, but of course we do want to talk about our dear sponsors, our dear friends over here at the Game Time app. Because listen, guys... We are coming close to union season. We're talking about a lot of exciting things. Could Cave and Sullivan be potentially playing for the Union? We do not know, but you might want to be down there for the action. So that's why you want to take advantage of our sponsor today in the Game Time app. Spe- uh, stressful buying is no longer a thing with this free app that is Game Time. Make sure you download it right now. Check it out if you want to check it out before this, the union season. Do it. We got Sixers and Flyers going on right now. Head on. Flyers are at home here tonight. Head on down to Xfinity right Four. And don't buy your tickets. Get them right at Xfinity before the game. You will see the best prices right before game time. And with your first purchase, we got you hooked up here with $20 off using the promo code PHLY on your first purchase of using the game time app. So thank you again to the game time app. Download the free app. Enjoy stress free buying. And thank you again to our sponsor here today in the game time app.
1: They should have their slogan, something in their uh, line like, we can't promise you the game won't be stressful, but we can b- promise buying Especially tickets will be. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a stressful game, but ticket buying can be stress-free.
0: Is one of your GMs a rat? <laughs> well, I promise you that you won't get ratted out of a deal in game time. Something's ridiculous. Yeah.
1: <laughs> your yep. G- All right. That's, I'm not going to keep going with that. Cause all right. I have I have something, but the Flyers uh, did, community did, doesn't need it. Did I say that
0: about Daryl Morey out loud? Oh my! I was supposed <laughs> I know, to. Say I, my you know what?
1: I was going left because I was about to go into the, in on the Flyers, but I won't. I'm not going to go there. I'm just going to let I'm just going to let that joke stay in my head because it's not that funny, sadly. All right, JP, what was your last thought before we move along?
0: Um, I think the juiciest tidbit in today's press, press presser was um Lafleur. We talked about it. We had the news happen yes. during the show. And so the thought is, well, we talked, I was like, well, what the heck is the depth now behind the floor? Obviously, you can move Nate. You do have Matt still, but Jim did say that they probably are going to look at other options. So I thought that was very important to note. Yeah, um, that wh- was
1: sad to hear that he was playing at a level that was similar. Um, well, he wasn't playing at the same level as Nate, but re- reminded a lot of Nate's temperaments and, and the way that he plays. So um, hopefully in the future, we'll get a chance to see him once he gets, you know, happy and healthy recovery from his ACL surgery, it does take time that in the future plans, he will be involved at the union. But right now, as you mentioned, yeah, it's, it's unfortunate. And I actually also, the fact that that was the first ACL injury in Philadelphia union history was wow. pretty interesting yeah. uh, because there's so many ACL injuries in soccer, especially, but more on the female side, but still on the men's side, you get a, a number of knee injuries. So I was surprised that that was the first ACL especially injury. Especially in
0: Philadelphia sports too. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Dang, on meniscus. <laughs> would it be menisci
0: meniscus Oh, well, listen. I
1: instead of meniscuses
0: Or would you say meniscusis? Never tore anything, so <laughs> I'm not the one that should
1: <laughs> I actually am not going. Oh, I don't like this conversation. Let's end this because I feel like we're jinxing ourselves and it's making my skin <laughs> crawl. Okay. Moving along, I don't even like talking about injuries. I don't like looking at them. I feel if I you. happen to catch it live, I'm not watching the replay. I'm not looking closer. Tyler was trying to make me watch um injuries on his phone. Oh, that
0: one was so bad and
1: man. i don't want to talk uh,
0: jp it, did you see the guy okay who went Woo-hoo. to go do the uh the celebration the slide celebration and his knees just like stuck in the turf and yeah. he just went nowhere he got okay. hurt from that i think so i, I mean would assume, i would, assume, I would I, imagine I, I mean, he did oh, that one looked gosh. painful i thought oh. you were talking about the louisville kid from uh, okay the- oh, we're no, done no, no, here not that one we're that was, done that here. was kevin ware Mom, oh, my Union, they were talking about nasty all losers. that. See,
1: the 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 wear injury has still traumatized That's me to right. that day because I watched it and I watched the replay and I shouldn't have Gordon Hayward. There's too many that I've watched and I'm seen enough. All right. Moving along. Oh, cause I've seen them in person too. And it's awful. It makes me <laughs> want to cry. Uh, he also talked about Marcus Anderson, who did have a good few days of training. He is saying he's pushing the rest of his teammates. Well, that is something ironically we talked about when the Marcus Anderson signing happened, that some of these new faces, their impact on the team might not be directly in playing. And I know that's weird to say, but their impact might be, they're going to add more in the training sessions of pushing their teammates coming in with that hunger, that youth, um, I remember, even as a veteran, you start to you become a little bit complacent. You got the routine down. You understand what this like schedules like. You're just going through the motions at time, and it's just human habit. So these youngsters come in with like this bright eyed, bushy tail, happy to be there mentality. That they're like running around like the Energizer Bunny. So I like that Marcus Anderson's coming in doing well in training, pushing others. um, And so far uh, I'm I'm excited about what he can do. I'm I'm looking forward to seeing what these new faces bring.
0: Yeah. It's important because like when you get here, especially as a kid, like Marcus Anderson, you you may not be familiar with the country, the city, the team, but there are things you can do. And one thing you can do is show your effort, um, show Mm -hmm. your willingness, ask questions, be a a good student. And it sounds like Marcus Anderson is doing that. So when the time comes, all this work he's putting out is going to pay off and, also, too, right? Like it does help. Probably taking some pointers from a guy like Julian Carranza, who, who might get sold in the summer. We'll see. But that's definitely someone you definitely want to learn from, especially for goal scoring. So uh, I'm excited. I was excited about Marcus Anderson, but I'm more excited now to hear everything that's been going yeah. on. Yeah. So we'll, we'll we'll see with Marcus.
1: And I'm excited to hear. Actually, I didn't we talk. We didn't even talk about Carranza because he did mention how he's been playing at a at a very high level. Also, um, he's saying how much he loves working with him and how much he's you know, amazed by his development in in the union's environment and that he's just, he's taken some strides in in a way. He was like, last year, what many people may not have realized is that Julian Carranza was top of the league in fouls committed. You know, as as a forward to be someone that's willing to do the dirty work, as Jim was mentioning, but forwards don't often defend. There's a lot of forwards that want you to just get in the ball, around the goal, let them finish, let them do their thing but they don't want to put in the work defensively. And for him to be able to commit fouls in a way, it's not like it's stupid fouls or silly fouls. It's He's being aggressive. He's trying to track back. He's trying to win the ball back. Sometimes it's fouling uh, because of that. So he's just, you know, working hard. He's finishing. He's defending. He's making hard runs. He's, you know, taking a good job, taking the next steps in that sense. And that he's someone that last year, had he had some of those PKs that Daniel Goddard finished, he was saying could be in the golden boot conversation. So, Hopefully that true goal score is gonna shine through this year for Julian. We don't know how long he'll be with the union, much like we don't know how long Kaven or anybody else is gonna be with the union for that matter. But at least he's developing, becoming more and more consistent because as we know, that is what's key, especially he's still very young. He's still which we forget at times. Uh to see him consistently develop JP is 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 huge.
0: It's gonna it's gonna be really important. Get continue that development. This culture, it's all about the culture it's all about today. The culture. That's the topic of conversation. They're culture. going out
1: for food and drinks for those that are over 21, can get beer <laughs> or wine, whatever. If they're at the winery, like it's great to see so many posts and behind the scenes things about them, you know, sitting down together. Their they're leaders, their veterans have been so uh, pivotal in making sure to bring the, everybody, whether you're a new face, a young player, an old head, somewhere in between to bring everybody together. So that culture we're we're, we're hoping is the difference. All right, now ahead of the uh, preseason match that's happening Friday, there's of course then one more on uh, the 14th. We're also getting the new kits dropping. So that is an exciting time because that means that as we're wrapping up the final friendly of the preseason, we're finally gonna see the new kits. I know people have been asking about it. Do you have an idea of what you think they're gonna look like? Because I've seen some people speculating do you have any speculatory thoughts jp i don't have any
0: i have none um <laughs> i i do think that that whole situation was hilarious with ea sports oh my god um but i'm excited for the kit launch only because it means we are closer to the season i think the to do a really good job with just like promoting it yeah i, I love like the events that they do um I, last year it was more like Uh, Because I think it was like an anniversary type of situation, but like they had like the whole um, like a portion of the stadium set up where you can like walk down and see the history of the Mm kits. Then obviously you can walk into the store and buy. So I'm just excited just to see the the promotion of it in general. And once we get the kit, obviously we'll all be rushing over to buy. I will say, um, yes, I'm with everyone else. I would like for this to be dropped before Christmas. I think it's a great Christmas gift for our fans. And of course, everyone who doesn't want to get a nice little and union kit under your We tree?
1: actually are supposed to be getting some kits. And I'm Ooh. expecting now that I think about it, they should be the new kits, guys, they that should. we're getting. So we'll they see. We we'll see. I would love that. I mean, I wonder if they would be that nice to give us so the union does a great job with the media. And for anybody that covers them, um, I know Jillian, I'm sure you have had these same interactions. Anybody that covers them, um, they do such a great job of really providing, honestly, from compared to most teens that I've worked with, like I got the Supporter Shield ring. Um, I, I've gotten like so many different jerseys and hoodies. And I know, Tyler, you're always rocking them too, the hats. They do a really good job. And it's not a schmooge. It's like a we respect and appreciate you guys and we want to say thank you. That's how I, we got cookies from them that they dropped off for us here at the office. So we're going to get some merch too. Uh, hopefully it's the new kits, but there is the kits. Uh, launch event happening February seventeenth. The kits are dropping February fourteenth. The union put out a whole sports center esque video. Nate Harrell's in it, which is a hilarious little video that they did. It was good. Just teasing out the launch. So I like the union. Shout out to the community, uh, the communications department, and their social team because they're doing a, a fantastic job. All
0: right, should be fun.
1: Now let's hope there's some other people doing a fantastic job for the union in their attack. We've talked about the depth chart. Earlier this week, which feels like it was eons ago, mm-hmm. we did our depth chart for the Union's defense. That one was a lot easier. We talked through the back line uh, for goalies specifically, of course, starting there with Andre Blake at the top of the list, uh, with Oliver Zemla, Holden Trent, and then Andrew Rick slash Francesco Montali. I don't really know if either of them are going to be in the mix, but we'll put them there. Um, center backs, Jack Elliott and Jacob Gleznis kind of, 1A, 1B, and then Damian Lowe behind them and all way through Makanya sitting last for center backs. And then outside backs, we've got Kai, Nate, Olivier, Matt. Um, of course, Isaiah's on the list, even though he's out with an injury. Yeah. And then we don't know what uh, Jamiro Berdesio's uh, official position will be, but we did have him there as well. So looking into the, <clears> the, <throat> the attack. Yep. Now it gets tricky, and I want to clarify because even I was running into this. We don't know officially who's going to be Senior team, Union 2. So the bottom of the list gets a little wonky yeah. uh, because we're not quite sure. Also, there are some players like a Quinn Sullivan where they might be playing either or depending on the formation. So putting all those disclaimers out there before you all come for our next. Of Can like, we go why
0: off do you of what have the team this? gives us here?
1: Yeah, but I think we, what we do know is what should who should be at the top and yeah. kind of the, the formation, the um, order from there, I should say. So we'll start with the midfield since we're working up the field. let Now, there are various names involved in this mix. Mm -hmm. Jesus Bueno, Jack McGlynn, Jose Martinez, uh, Daniel Gazda. You've got Quinn Sullivan, who's been playing in the midfield. Ali Baduia, obviously Leon Flock. Uh, Then different names like Santos Agabo, um, Jeremy Raffinello, Joaquin Torres. It gets a little hairy from there. So at the top of the midfield, who (laughs) do you feel like is the Philadelphia Union's best midfielder?
0: The best midfielder. If you're the, same as mine. the best midfielder on this team. Um, I would I mean, it depends on how you would look at it, but if you're looking at more with the holding and the defense, I would look at at Brujo, at Brujo Martinez. Okay. Um, he's shown in he's shown he's always been tenacious and he's always willing to win the ball back no matter where in the pitch. But last year you saw more of a prowess and and more willing, and I think it was just more comfortability pushing the ball up and being a prominent role in the attack. And I want to continue seeing that from him. Obviously, we saw the banger goal last year. Hopefully, we can also see some more goals. And maybe it doesn't have to always be a banger as well, Jose. Um, but yeah. I think in, in in general, I look at, at Brujo Martinez as a, as a defensive midfielder who's extremely important. That diamond midfield, we talked about that compactness mm-hmm. and how important that is. He's that engine in that midfield, that energy that they definitely need.
1: Yeah, and the important disclaimer is exactly that because uh the fact that if we're looking specifically at your true holding MIDI, it is Jose. If you're looking at just overall midfielder, you could make the case for Jack. But I think because Jack is still so young that I'm not ready to give him that top spot in the midfield. But I would have Jose as the best midfielder that if I'm if I'm picking um, and making any sort of, let's say it's backyard soccer and I'm making my draft picks. <laughs> I'm starting off with Jose Martinez. I like that. And then Jack McGlynn is my number two overall for the midfield.
0: Probably still going to go Pablo Sanchez, but I, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was
1: like, who? <laughs> oh, Pablo is definitely still the top of the list. Um, but yeah, I think Jack is emerging into his own. He definitely, we've been seeing even in his time with the U.S. men's national team, uh, this past January, we're seeing more of that flair, the creativity get, he gets forward. He's getting a little bit more aggressive into the attack, which is what gonna, is going to help him take a huge step in his midfield presence because he is that box-to-box midi. He's not quite the holding midfielder like Jose, that just solid clog in the midfield, but he's not yet that playmaker that you need. So hopefully this is his year, Jack, that you see him getting into the attack. Jack in the attack. Hey. Help score goals. Make <laughs> it happen or Go home. There you go. Yikes. I started strong and I fell. But I'm okay. not a rapper. <laughs> but I'm not a rapper. <laughs> All right. I'm just dropping dimes, but I'm not a rapper. Okay. Then we got, in my mind, I like really think I'm a rapper. And a comedian, actually. I had some great jokes for National Periodic Table Day. If you need some, let me know. Holler oh at your girl. I got you. Oh, my
0: God. National, period- <laughs> National
1: Periodic Table Day. National Periodic Table Day was yesterday, guys. If you didn't know that, it was National Periodic Table Day along with national girls women's sports day today is hey. also kobe they're making well of the official kobe oh, bryant is. day is august 24th but because it's, it's
0: two eight it's bryant day
1: it's bryant day because it's I two like eight that. two four yeah so that's why they've been in, like the lakers have been doing a lot around it so every day is a national day for something today we're honoring kobe all right so jesus bueno numero tres
0: he to me he to me he to me is Tree? the biggest I want to say the biggest question mark but like I think a lot of us have the expectation for him to run away with Ali's position mm.
1: but we haven't
0: seen him as a consistent starter so that's where I would say that's the question mark in okay. this midfield can Jesus now take on the load as he essentially almost every match starter that 1A this isn't 1A 1B this is him as the one you're probably going to have Ali as the two uh, so that's where I'm gonna have my question marks with Jesus Bueno. But obviously Renee he stepped up big last year, especially when he needed most because of his play. You were able to kind of dispose of Andres Pereira, who really didn't fit in Jim's system. Yeah. And because of that, the expectations higher this year.
1: Definitely. I I think I'm gonna it's hard because like you mentioned, it's hard to put him in that spot when we haven't actually seen him in that role. But I think my my predictions coming into 2024. And how I'm projecting this starting eleven to shake out is that Hey Zeus is going to be the third best midi. It also, as you we were talking through that, had me wondering what is the formation that we feel like is the best for this group. I think I'm starting to swing towards. I, I want to see them in a four three three. To be honest, um, because I feel like with the way that Nate and Kai play as outside backs, if you have a four three three, you just give them even more space to get up the flank. But then now also you add more into the attack because Daniel Gazdag as the attacking midi in the diamond is basically a center forward. So go on and push him up higher and now have some, mid, some forwards that are giving you with and then Daniel Gazdag getting you up into the attack. So
0: Talking my language, Renee.
1: Yeah, I think I'm going in, in, my, in my depth chart, we're in a four three three that we're talking about for the union. Uh, and I do see it as Jose, Jack, and Jesus Bueno. With two attacking center middies,
0: I would love to see that. I love, but they're gonna—they're married to this diamond. They're married. I don't
1: think this. I don't think this unit has. I mean, they can. I'm not saying. I won't say they can't, but
0: they also. The thing is, too, I I think they just genuinely love that two forward system. They yeah. were one of the, like in this new modern MLS, like they're one of the first ones to kind of bring it back. And with with that that number ten, that's so important when we talk about. Um, the way the union pref- I feel like they preferably like to attack is on a counterattack, and when you have mm-hmm. a Gazak, he's always looking to make that pass. So they just love having that ten, just kind of doing those outlet passes, uh, especially on pressing too. But I'm with you. I would. That's my dream. Just seeing this union in a 4-3-3 with guys who just are great in the, with the with the ball at their feet and just play free flowing, and then you could still have a high press, and it might be even better imagine you have that high press in a 43 three three you win mm-hmm. the ball back now you have different options guys have free full fall I
1: just feel like with the diamond midfield the fourth is kind of getting lost and that person is is Daniel Gazdag. so mm-hmm. I'd like to see him let's just push somebody else up commit to having three forwards as you mentioned they're higher they're also giving you width they're putting the pressure on the back line you're giving a little bit more space in midfield at times it feels a little bit jumbled because they're it's, it's he's like a tweener he doesn't really know where he is in, in, in his role. Now, if Quinn Sullivan is that guy, I do have a little bit more faith that he can take on <clears throat> that role of just kind of going and playing free-flowing. Uh, oh, that rhymes. There's a bar for you. But <laughs> I um, I think that it's definitely Jose, Jack, Jesus. I'm going to keep... Oh, wow, as we're doing this, I'm realizing Daniel Gazdag. Are, if we're considering him as a midfielder... He's low on my chart. T- 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 oh shit! Um, I like Daniel Gazdag's play. I just don't think he's his best spot is in the midfield. I Just want to put that out there. I'm not trying to like beat up on their lead on the leading goal scorer, but I don't think he's he's best in the midfield. I think the other names are better. But I would okay. I'm gonna put him behind Jesus Borno.
0: I just think that for him, he just needs to create more for others. Yeah. And obviously, like he's got like this whole you know. PK merchant name tag on him and I do and I, and I and I do love that he can create for himself but as a 10 especially in the system it's important to create for others and yeah like you talked about especially like in that latter part of the season my man was getting lost in the attack constantly lost in the sauce. didn't even know where he was and mm. uh to, to your point about the 4-3-3 my my toxic trade is I want the you need to play like Jurgen Klopp's Liverpool but we got we're, <laughs> we're operating like Southampton that's where <laughs> we're at right now
1: Hey, we can have high expectations for them. That's all. <laughs> we want more. We just we want, want more. more. We want more. All right. So after uh, Daniel Gazzag, I'm going to put Quinn in that next spot as the next best midfielder. Seems to
0: be the he, this yeah. year he will be a midfielder from what Jim is indicating. So
1: And then I'm going to put Ali Badoya next with Leon Flock after. And then Sanders Nagabo, I think we can agree, is that bottom spot of uh, this list. And then I'm not quite sure who else is going to be. in the, Like Joaquin Torres, I actually forgot about him.
0: Yeah, Rafael and Periano. Um,
1: oh, yeah, and Periano. It's
0: going to be interesting. And I wonder if, like, Periano, Torres, and Rafael being on this team is kind of hindering from Vas- Vasquez and Kaven being on the team. That's something I would definitely mm. like to talk to Jim about. But um, it does seem like those uh, Torres, Rafael, and Periano will be in some type of mix for an attacking midfielder. Yep. forward time. Okay.
1: So we'll leave them just kind of... I mean, Joaquin Torres is one. It's a shame because he... He should, I guess, the highest of those three. And then mm-hmm. Raffanello and then Periano. Right. I would say. Yeah. Them. All right. Cool. That's everybody.
0: That is everybody. All right.
1: Well, we are running out of time and I wanted to hit on these nuggets of information. We'll do our forwards actually next show. Okay. I think it's, I think we got to give that time to marinate. The Jim Presser today took up a lot of our
0: good tip, it's news
1: out. and notes in that sense. Yeah. So we'll save our forwards for next show, guys, on Tuesday. Now, I just wanted to run through. I know because we are over the hour and yeah, we're over the hour. So some interesting things that happened. Um, Al Halal won the uh, Riyadh Cup over Al Nasir. Fans were cheering Messi, Messi, Messi to Ronaldo in that game, which was pretty entertaining. Um, Cristiano Ronaldo still dealing with the shadow of uh, Lionel Messi. But Messi right now has not been positive around the, everybody in the soccer world because, of course, he did not play in, in Hong Kong, Hong Kong, excuse me, So funny. did play in Japan. Um, the whole the whole Messi tour that we were talking about, like first it started Messi versus Ronaldo, where it was Inter-Miami versus Al-Nasir. And neither Ronaldo or Messi played. And people spent oodles and noodles of money and lots of time and traveled all over. And there was all this marketing behind it. And they did not even play. And then Ronaldo wasn't even dressed to play. He was sitting up on the sideline. Um, up in like the booth watching and then Messi came in at like the 84 minute mark and it's like this is what you guys paid for this is what was promoted and heavily teased out and then it only went downhill from there because then Messi had a lingering injury allegedly could not play but they didn't tell people of course there was no mention that Messi was not going to play in China until the game happened and Messi was not dressed to play and people like wait a minute refund please they were hot, holding up signs like no messy i'd like a refund because they did all this marketing and promotion around the inner miami tour for preseason, and it was a disaster but then they turned around and played in japan which had people like there were less people there in japan less people were um paying to watch which rightfully so i'm assuming once they didn't see him in hong kong and didn't see him playing they're like i'm not going But he did come out and say, like, oh, yeah, you know, I always visited Japan. I always liked Japan. And people are like, wait a minute, what's happening that you don't like China? And there's all these conspiracies going around. People are now trying to pretend like Messi's involved in some politics against China and all this. It's just opened up a whole can of worms that the MLS and Inter-Miami and Messi do not need. It's been a great, great publicity tour of the growth of the league. And this right now is, like, just messy it's this just is, it is messy and i didn't even mean it in that sense messy is making things messy and not messy with an i messy with a why <laughs> are you not playing
0: this <laughs> is the soccer version of the fire festival and i need to document
1: literally it oh my gosh you're so right
0: <laughs> it's literally,
1: that's accurate that's the, the tense accurate. and
0: all like literally and I, I don't know like for me personally right i guess because like i've been around sports for so long now like if i buy a ticket for an event i'm up Necessarily buying it for a certain player, I'm buying because I want to watch the event, the spectacle. Yeah. So when you're buying these tickets to watch Messi play, it's not Inter Messi versus nazir <laughs> It's Inter Miami versus nazir There's nowhere in the ticket that says you're specifically watching Messi,
1: and you're not guaranteed to watch Messi. You're guaranteed to watch Inter Miami.
0: And this is like we we go through this in the NBA all the time, right? Like we have like the, the load this. management, and so people get pissed off when you know. They got the Lakers in town and LeBron's not playing. People get all up in arms. But at the end of the day, like you just have to understand, like the players might not play. You need to buy the ticket knowing and use the game time timeout, by the way, knowing that you might not see the player that you intended to see there. So I, I, that's just my point of view. <sighs>
1: Know, as you bring that up that happened to me before
0: <laughs> I'm, sorry. I'm
1: a huge lebron james fan and now when lebron was with the Cavs, they played the sixers i went to the wells fargo i got to see lebron okay but i would have rather him set out that game because when lebron with the lakers had me and my family we flew out we got flewed out to go see lebron on our own dime he didn't fly us out uh (laughs) to go see LeBron LeBron didn't play we literally flew out to see like we made a whole family trip out of it we were like seeing some other relatives there I mean there were other things we were doing while we were there but the main part of the trip was to see LeBron and LeBron didn't even play but I'm not gonna lie because as a real fan I was just happy I was just happy that I was experiencing it was still the Staples Center at the time We were surely, we were on the bench side of the Lakers. And so basically we still got to see LeBron because he was so close. He was steady standing up and talking. So I didn't get to see him play in the game, but I got to see him in coach mode and he was chilling on the sideline. And we still took videos of him as, you know, look at LeBron standing there in a suit. So (laughs) I can speak from experience. It's not a great feeling, but you make the most of it. Because like you mentioned, we knew going in when we bought those tickets months, 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 months prior, we have no idea if LeBron's gonna be playing. We have no idea sucks. if yeah. the what the Lakers were gonna look like, if the game was gonna be a good game, because we bought them so far in advance. We didn't use the game time app, but we still got to see LeBron. So just you have to you have to when life gives you lemons, you make that lemonade. And if Messi's not playing, at least you got to go see a game, sure. Um, <laughs> but there is someone you can also see with the MLS because he's back. Duncan McGuire is returning to the MLS. Blackburn Rovers, the Blackburn Rovers did try to appeal to get Duncan McGuire's deal cleared. It was uh, denied and rejected. So the deal is officially off. The saga is over, as was tweeted out. And Duncan is set to return back and flying back to USA, I believe, tomorrow is the official date. And he's going to be uh, figuring out those next steps with Orlando just relegate City. relegate
0: Blackburn to League One. That That's <laughs> just absolutely terrible. And on the flip side, Renee, Orlando looks very dangerous right now.
1: They just made another move, by the way signing for uh, Slovenian defender David Brkalo, on a guaranteed contract through 2027 with a club option in 2028. They've been making a lot of moves. you have been paying attention to Orlando. They've been making a lot of it's moves wild. here and there, moving some name players out, bringing some players in. So uh, very scary times. Um, all right. Well, JP, did do you have anything else you want to hit on?
0: Um, yeah, real quick. Um. Of course, obviously, as everyone know, I'm an honorary Colombian national team fan around here. James yep. Rodriguez, at 32 years old, has been linked to RSL. Uh, Cesar Londoño from Colombia actually reported on that one. Um. As of late from the word from Sao Paulo, it looks like the deal won't happen. Because mm. would you believe I said that RSL might not want to pay that money?
1: Mm. So the union aren't the only ones that don't want to pay money if that
0: deal would go through that'd be a huge deal for markets like RSL because it proves that you can get these big players to come to these smaller markets but if you that don't verb. got that it's not gonna happen
1: if you don't got that dough it's gonna be a no would
0: have loved to see it obviously probably my favorite colombian soccer player i ever got to see so it would have been dope fortunately i'll have to watch them in brazil when the birds are in brazil <laughs>
1: <laughs> huge opportunity that was missed for RSL but all right, so we've got some other things. We'll just talk about those on Tuesday. Other uh, news around the league, new changes, new formatting, new rules, uh, some more roster moves that are happening, Portland looking out at you guys. But then uh, it is a Super Bowl this weekend. Um, for some people, for others like myself, it's a concert. We've got a great concert. I'm excited for the Usher concert this weekend. What game? I don't know about that game. i um, just kidding. But there I saw or there was this article that was talking about the most food, the most popular Super Bowl food. So, if you're still trying to figure out what your Super Bowl spread is going to look like, at the top of the list, pigs in a blanket are the most mm, popular. A
0: little bit shocking, but also mm-hmm. not too shocking.
1: That is Pennsylvania's go to Super Bowl food. And then the next for Pennsylvania specifically, and I should have looked up New Jersey also, Buffalo chicken dip. Oh, I love Buffalo chicken dip. It's
0: good.
1: Blub, 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 amazing. With seven layer dip close behind in third. So, if you're looking for something, can't go wrong with buffalo chicken dip. I also love a good spinach and artichoke dip mm. or artichokey. Or just come over only. my house.
0: We're doing Casey barbecue.
1: Casey barbecue with JP and fam. So Super Bowl is happening. JP, I'm I literally don't every day. I I, I switch. I've been saying I want the 49ers one just because I'm tired of the Chiefs dynasty and Chiefs kingdom, and I don't want to see a Taylor Swift Super Bowl. But I don't know because You're i don't like I Swift hate these the 49ers feelings too right now. No, because even the Swifties are tired of seeing it. Like I, and I'm not speaking for all Swifties. I am not one, but I've been seeing a lot of people that are like, I am a Taylor Swift fan and I'm even tired of this because it's too much. If we wanted the E! News and pop culture and everything and music, like we would go find that somewhere else. I would be fine with E! News covering this. That's your lane. Not to be that stay in the lane person, but please stay in your lane a little bit more.
0: I've, uh, I actually said this because like, it's kind of weird hearing it from me, but like as a big sports fan I am, I am so uninterested from the Super Bowl. Like, how can I, I be interested with the Super Bowl?
1: I said for the first time ever, I think I might not watch. Like, I I always I literally watched the Super Bowl one year from the hospital because I was like, I gotta watch Super Bowl, and I'm like, I don't think I want to watch. Like, it oh. actually pains me to physically think about sitting down purposely watching unless someone's forcing you to do
0: it and like last year we were obvious because our birds were in it we were so engulfed in the Huge game and this wish. year i might just be like all right let me see the commercial. What we got this year let me watch that usher you know time, what so. i
1: might actually do that too i might just watch the commercials and when the game's when on the games, i'm not watching
0: play the super bowl mm-hmm. games the, the squares and
1: be that person
0: maybe i'm hoping uh because usher and my boy jay balvin made a song hopefully yeah. brings him out i'm really hoping for that but yeah i'm just I'm I'm that uh, I'm that annoying Super Bowl fan. Not even a football fan on Sunday.
1: For such a big switch from last year, it is definitely emotionally tough to go from being so excited about the Super Bowl last year, Chiefs Eagles, Eagles Chiefs, to this year those other two teams because it's two of my three least favorite teams in the league playing in the Super Bowl. Like the only other team that I would hate just as much as if the Cowboys were in the Super Bowl. Mm. That is how I feel. We about know that. It. Ain't gonna so happen. it's it's like. Worst of the worst. But hopefully you guys enjoy the Super Bowl. Yeah. We will be back on Tuesday. We've got more updates. We'll talk about other news around the league, some other league changes specifically. We'll also give you guys our depth chart for the attack in terms of the forwards, as well as preparing to get closer and closer to the start, the official start of the 2024 right. season. So lots of stick around for. Make sure you're subscribed, following, and up to date on everything here PHOI Union Podcast. For Tyler, JP, myself, Renee, have a great weekend. We'll see you back Tuesday, 3.30 p.m. Live for another edition of PHOY Union Podcast. Bye,
0: guys.